Hey guys, welcome to episode 7 of the 2022 and 2022 challenge. Today I speak with David Thatcher, who's the assistant head teacher for the Pickett School in Berkshire. David and the school have recently have, had Brave Mind uh, come in to facilitate some sessions around good mental well-being in school. I know that I've spoken often around the good work that Brave Mind do in the community. I saw the post that uh, Simon had put up on Instagram in reference to the work they'd done uh, with David's school. So I've just got in contact with him today and we've had a decent chat, half an hour, around the impact that the sessions had, the kind of discussions that came about and thoughts and feelings on how it could really positively influence not only students, but teachers within the school. I hope you enjoy it. My son, so my child is in her first class, and he's in the same class as Simon's, Simon's daughter. And, and <laughs> my wife and Simon's wife got, chat, got chatting on the, you know, on the way to school, on the school run about, you know, everyone was sort of getting to know each other because they were in reception in the first, first year of school. And I think the conversation came around that I was in, you know, in, in schools. And then the conversation came on the other side from Simon's wife and, and obviously what, what he was doing. And, and the connection came from there, really. And, and obviously, as a school, we're hugely keen to, to promote positive mental health across you know, the entire the entire school community and we and we do that in a number of different ways but this one particularly being being that I'm a you know PE member of staff as well but, but also within SLT having a, an option to to look at something that focused on on boys particularly but I think there's you know lots of lots of application towards anybody around positive mental health and and, and it really sort of it's sort of saying to me in terms of trying to get get something into our school and, and to get it going really and and from there, it was yeah, an opportunity to sort of to, to meet with Simon. As soon as we as soon as we met, it was it was great to hear sort of the and having looked at their website, great to hear their his views on mental health and personal perspective. But equally, then using sort of the vehicle of rugby and, and the vehicle of sport to, to do that, and, and um, it was something that I was really then motivated to get back into school. And, and I we'll probably talk about next steps and obviously a little bit later. But the, the sort of overall aim of what I'd like to do is something a, a lot bigger and a lot wider than across to have an impact on everybody would be, would be my aim. Um, so when we sort of looked at it originally, we, we highlighted um, around about sort of 20 or so uh, year, year 10, which is what the pilot project was looking to do. Um, boys that particularly were involved in sport and involved in rugby and, and, and men, many of which who, who find challenges within school and, and have had challenges within different areas of their lives, some academic and some personal, and, and um, but equally knowing that as, as a group of boys, they they do have that sort of laddish mentality at times, and the way that they, that the way that they present themselves to school at, at, at times. Um, it, it was really interesting for us to be able to sort of identify those with a view of what what sorts of things would they say when put in that put in that environment of, of having to open up and having to talk. And um, so initially, staff were very receptive and, and sending a, sort of an email to all staff to say this is what we were, we were looking to do as a pilot. Had quite a few positive responses about about. Of doing it and maybe other staff in the future wanting to be involved um say with, with the students themselves when we approached them and spoke to them about it i think they they were keen but keen but cautious 
Um, I think our, our kids here generally are very good at taking opportunities, but, but keen but cautious. But I think the moment they heard rugby and, and the vehicle of rugby, I think they were all going to sort of tip them over the line to, to be involved in it. Uh, Simon came in and spoke to them to give them a bit more, and, and that was then an opportunity for them to properly buy it, which, which they all did. Um, I think some of them still felt as though they were going to be, there was going to be more, pra- more practical rugby involved, uh, which which is something that even bizarrely enough this morning they were they were asking me about, you know, when are we going to get to do some practical? And I did sort of say that well, there was there was some elements where we talked about rugby, but it was it was not necessarily a practical practical thing, um, but it's something that we can always look at doing. Um, but then after that, you know, in terms of um, once they got in the first session, and initially they were. Again, a little bit cautious, but, but gradually sort of opened up more and more within within the sessions and, and um, some of the tasks that they had to do. I was I was really blown away actually by what, what they were coming out with in terms of um, the way that they, for example, the way that they felt that they were perceived and, and the fact that they didn't necessarily like the way that they were perceived at times by other people and, um, and, and the fact that they they wanted to challenge that really. And then some of them come up with some really insightful stuff. You know. We, we talked. Mike, who was who was the, um, the, the facilitator of the session, who came in was, was brilliant, and we we spoke at the end of each each session about that and some of the things that, that they came out. It's really insightful stuff for young people. Um, and again, for us, sometimes as members of staff, where you you see them in a certain way or you perceive them in a certain way, it's nice to sort of break down some of those barriers and get them to, to open up about what some of their insecurities were. And, and a lot of them were about things like. Um, not not doing well in school and um, not not getting some, some sort of positive feedback and, and tests and exams and all the things that we associate with young people and the pressure that they're put under. But, but sort of traditionally with some of the boys and those that those types of boys wouldn't necessarily always um, you wouldn't feel that they would be as worried about it. It's nice to sort of break down some of those barriers to get them to open up and and, and actually talk and support each other. And a lot of the things that they were saying were were. Um, it was nice that they felt that each of them was going through something similar and that they had each other's backs and, and using, often using as Mike did the rugby examples of you know, you're on, you're on the five metre line you're defending for your lives in the last minute of the game and, and you've, got to, you've got to hold out and um, you know, sort of put yourself in that situation, how would you feel, how would you support the person next to you and then try to bring that into real life situations it was, it was, really, it was really powerful um, and, and I was, as I was amazed by what some of them were Coming back with, um, yeah, it's interesting that um, you know you can have sort of yeah you know, like young lads who would react very differently on a field and then completely differently in a class. Yeah, and then to to be able to open up like that because you know a lot of a lot of boys, a lot of teenage boys, young teenage boys do find it hard to express how they feel verbally. Yeah, you know, but uh, you put something in their hands or you know they're about to kick something or chase something you know everything changes yeah and, and, and a lot of them in terms of you know so the way that they would they would express themselves when they're frustrated or angry or you know worried about something you know it was, in, it was interesting to hear that they that they did have a much more mature side to them and I, I say sensitive side to them in terms of, of um, how they would deal with those situations or how they would um, support each other at times. I think in front of you know, a playground, the playground of students out there or a large number of people, maybe their reactions would have been different. Or, and I know for some of them have been different in the past. 
Yeah. Um, but it was really interesting to hear what, what they what they said in that environment. I think just giving them a, a platform to speak freely and to speak without without judgment as well was 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 great because um, they didn't ever feel as I didn't ever feel as though anyone was really holding back. Whilst I felt as though we could have gone, you know, you could have gone deeper and and, and, and done more uh, with each of them. Actually, they were they were they felt that they could sort of trust each other to share that, and and it was nice that they that they were able to do that in a, in a much more yeah much more mature way, which was which was really nice to see. Um, did the did the dynamic in the room change as the sessions went on? Um, it was interesting because the two groups that we had, so the two two groups of sort of ten, uh, were on at different on at different times, and one group were much more open from the outset, um, and, and the dynamic of that group really it really it, it, got, it got better. I, I don't want to say it changed, but it certainly it became even more open, even more right, yeah. um, responsive because they, they started in the first session of work coming up with some really good ideas with the, with the activities that they did and then the, the sort of reflections on that and, the, and, and it was all it was good because every session had a as it needs, needs to a, an action to take away you know this is what in your daily life you need to try and you know, maybe consider or if you're presented with this situation what what could you do to help yourself feel more feel more confident in that situation or feel less anxious in that situation and, and that was really good the second group were a little bit more of a tougher nut to crack. I think they they, they opened a bit slower in terms of, of, of sharing and giving up their, their views, but got there eventually. Um, and by the end, that, that group were much more, it's much more like the other groups were at the beginning. Um, with still, I think maybe, I think just the nature of the personalities, they're a bit more reserved, hold, maybe holding a little bit back, but certainly over the, over the course of the weeks, they could, they could, um, they could, they change through other dynamic and, and having conversations with each of them around the site in between sessions. They were all very, very keen to sort of chat about what they've done and, and even, you know, where the opportunity arose and say, you know, if you use that, if you use that sort of thing in your, in the last week, if there's that situation presented itself in the last week. And, and, and some of them, some of them were able to say, yeah, no, I thought about that when I had a, an RE exam or whatever it might have been. And, and that was quite good to hear. Um, and the fact that when I saw them this morning, a couple of them, First thing I said when I walked in their classroom was, "Sir, are we gonna are we doing any more brave mind stuff?" Um, I think, as I say, they're, they're keen to do some, <laughs> to do some practical. They've got it in their head that they're doing a rugby session. But <laughs> it's, it's good that it's stuck with them, even even though you know we finished the project a, a couple of weeks ago. It's, it's stuck with them, and, and and yeah, my aim moving forward is to use those guys as sort of ambassadors um, to sort of take it further across the across the, the, the wider community in the school. So, what age groups have you got within the school itself? So we are, I mean, we're an all through school, so we have a, a primary site just down the road in Charlton, so we are an all through school from reception up to sixth form. Obviously War, the Wargrave site here is, is year 7 to 11, so 11 years old to, to 18, and, and the year 10s, so they're sort of 14, 15 year olds with a group that have been targeted for the pilot. And they're mainly looking at the, the time that they're at in their lives of, of dealing with the pressures of life, but equally the pressures of school. And a lot of the work that they did towards the sort of part, the second part of the session was about transitions of, of next steps for them. It will be their exams next year, and then choices for um, post sixteen education, whether it be sixth form with us or college or apprenticeships or, or whatever it might be. Uh, and that was really interesting to sort of you know talk about the, the next step aspect of it. Um, and and I'd, I'd like, as I said, moving forward to, to try and get it across other other year groups. But the ten a good year group to start it with. Um, because they've got their, you know, some of those take, in fact, all of those are taking a, an external RE exam this year. Um, 
because they're, they take, they're taking it a year early under this cohort. So they've got an external exam to do, so they're going to have similar pressures to, to the year 11s, but just like fewer exams. But it's it's a perfect year to sort of start it with. And on the back of uh, the COVID recovery and the, the way that education's been and society's been, they've not had sort of a normal school year since they since they left year year eight, I yeah. suppose. And it's 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 hard to get to a point where they you know, they 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 got to get ready for their exams. It's, it's it's been a hard process for them to get to where we are now. So yeah, it was a perfect year to do. And I'm assuming that if they can be a bit more flexible in how they approach things, uh, then it'll stand them in good stead if something like another pandemic ever happens again. Yeah, you know, they've been through that. The, the more flexible, the more dynamic. They sort of understand that things do change, and they're not yeah. always. And, and some of the concerns that they came up with actually in some of the sessions around you know, what what things worry you at the moment, what things are causing you, you know, stress or anxiety, and whilst a lot of them were about exams and about about what they got to do, and actually there was elements of of sort of coming out of coming out of COVID, but also getting COVID themselves. Obviously, we. You know, as a school, have gone through all, all, all different waves and, and processes over the last year and year or two in terms of, of year group bubbles and staggered start times and, and COVID sort of safety procedures. And, and whilst those have changed, there's still that fear from them. And, they, and it, was, it was interesting to hear them say they have a fear of, of having get, getting it and what the impact might be on them and what the impact might be on their families. And you know, it's the same as same as a lot of us that have those fears and worries about about that. But equally, then doing you know education at the same time is is, is equally stressful and, and, and worrying for them. And I know with exams happening this year, for for example, for our Year 11s and for those for their RE, they've you know, it's it's the worry of am I going to get COVID and therefore miss an exam and what does that mean for me? And, and and that's a lot to take on and the pressures that are on young people now, anyway, whether it be education or exams, but also social media and, and, and the desire to to fit in, um, in whichever way that might be, is, is, is hard. It's, it's not like it was when I was that age, most definitely. It's, it's a different different type of pressure now. Yeah. I think one of the great things I like about rugby is the discipline that it brings within a group of players. Uh, and you've got so many different types of personalities and sort of shapes and sizes that, that you know, make up a, a rugby, rugby team. And everybody has to... Um, gel and get on and, and sort of that's one of the benefits of sort of playing a team sport as well yeah it, it, it would be great if you know the the uh, students that have gone through the program could bring that diamond dynamic into the um into the classroom on a permanent permanent basis based on the training that they've had because they've become really good role models yeah absolutely and we've talked to them about being role models about about taking this out to the wider the wider school community and, and sort of sharing sharing what they've done just in their general conversations and, and well, I know we are we guess in any situation nowadays in terms of sharing praise and sharing success stories some some students are more than happy to stand up in front of a year group and, and, and talk about what they've done and share those experiences and, and for some it's the worst thing in the world I mean I can, mm. in all of my years of teaching I can, I can think of some that the worst the last thing they would ever want you to do is to get them to stand up in an assembly and say look these guys have done this and they've achieved this and, and, and that's the worst worst thing possible so it's, it's about how we manage it but i would love them to be able to to do it in, in a way where they can do it themselves but equally in, in a way they can share it with other year groups so they are sort of becoming or are going to be hopefully some sort of role models and some ambassadors for, for the brave mind project to start with 
just my hopes for the long term is, is this is sort of chatting with Simon uh, a couple of weeks ago is, is to get his team to come in and do some do some more training with our with our staff on mental health first aid um, with with a view that it sort of becomes part of our core delivery day to day. Um, you know, because with anything, whether it's be you know, cyber, you know, internet safety, you know, online safety, or, 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 or mental health, it's it's not a it's not a one one time one opportunity thing to try and fix. It's it's, it's a constant, ever changing situation, you know, and process. And, and whether it be within our sort of tutor time, or whether we have a um, a carousel um, a carousel program where effectively every student has access to. A whole wide range of, of, of subjects and activities, and, and it could it could slide into there. But but the idea being that every, every student gets access to um, good quality mental health first aid and the strategies that, that, that we've talked about, even just the, the few that we talked about in in the sort of pilot program that we've done. Um, and from there, the aim long term, I'd love to see that then we can you know use our staff to train to train more staff up and, and, and to become it become a culture within the school. Um, yeah, it just it just not that we don't have that already, but a real culture across the school. Yeah, it just becomes the norm, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and, you know, the home life can be a challenge for kids, and especially when they're sort of growing up and becoming teenagers, you know, nobody ever listens to their parents, um, and they have a lot of different stresses at home, and coming coming to school, sort of, if it's a safe place, um, then they can confide in to the guidance counsellors, pastoral care, etc., yeah, yeah and, we, and we have. I mean, our, our pastoral structure here and the support we put students have put in for students already is, is outstanding, and, and, and we we know that. But actually, in terms of of the mental health provision for, for all across the entire school, that's that's a real focus for us at the moment. And, and students come in with, as you say, all manner of different challenges, um, and, and we've seen, particularly since COVID, but but in, in, the, in terms of my experience in the last sort of five or six years in education. The amount of mental health problems that students are coming in with, even even lower down the school, is is, is quite a lot and, and some quite complex needs and that need and that need some real real sort of careful guidance and some real careful advice and, and to be able to, as you said, keep them in school and keep them in school in a in a happy and safe environment for them and, and also facilitate the, the communication with home so that the, the, the relationship that we have with parents and with students is as as positive as it can be. Um, and, and that's something I think moving forward is probably only likely to, to increase and, and, and even more reason why these types of programs, whether it be the smaller pilot programs or up to, up to the, whole, the whole school, is, it's so important that, we, that we're able to share that and that people feel free enough and, and comfortable enough to, to, to speak their mind and to talk, to talk to each other and to talk to somebody about, about how they can get help or even if it's just to make someone feel better on, on a one particular occasion that might, that might change the, the part of that particular day. Yeah, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head. If you can teach young ones, you know, come through to be teenagers, talking about sort of good good practice well being, then it just becomes part of life. And as they start to move through to sort of leaving school, sixth form, university, college, and then into adult life, uh, they've got those tools that sort of aren't new to them. It's just part of life that they've grown up with since they were yeah. sort of in junior school. And it's a massive, massive plus for the, for the wider community. Yeah. Well, we, we've sort of slowly, with, with, again, COVID recovery, we're coming back to more more regular face-to-face assemblies now. And it's been great to, to see 
see students face to face again. And I was in an assembly this morning that was, that was run, that was led by one of our deputy heads. And, and um, you know, our, our sort of, as a school, our, our Christian vision is about going to go and do likewise. And, and the idea of, we talk, she was talking to the year 10 this morning, particularly about being courageous advocates and how, you know, how words, words have, have meaning and have impact. And, and it was great to sit and listen to that as an adult, but equally, you know, as, as hopefully students to go out and, and the challenge to them in this, you know, for today and for the rest of the week and moving forward was think about how you can go out and support someone else and do something kind for someone else, even if it's just a word or, or a bit of support or a bit of something. And, and, and it makes it makes a big difference. And, and you know, as a school, we've got some fantastic students and staff here and, and, and that happens on a daily basis. Not to say that we don't have our challenges and, and so on, but um, it's good to, to continue to share that message about about you know, supporting each other with even if it is just a, you know, a word or a or a quick conversation oh, sometimes yeah. It's, yeah, it's good yeah we've uh, an we've had uh, just some feedback from a new player that we've had at our club he's um, from out of district and he got in contact with me over messenger and said I'm just coming to work up and sort of skip the Skipton area and uh, after the match on Saturday he came up to one of our other coaches he said I'm just I'm loving being here the environment's been so welcoming you know you can there was, I was a bit of apprehensive when I first came because new club and all that. And he said, I've just been fit, you know, made to feel so welcome, absolutely loving it. And that's, that's the kind of environment you want, you know, whether it's yeah. school, you know, whether it's uh, at a club or anything. And obviously sport, sport is a perfect, a perfect vehicle for that, as you said, being part of a team. For, you know, for me, having, having a sporting background, sporting sort of teaching and, and being always part of teams and then leading the team when I was a head of department and now being part of a team. In terms of the senior management, I think you you know, you, you, you experience that that team dynamic, and, and, and you can see absolutely what it brings, and, and how um, you know working together is, is so important. And we've got that here, I think, from the sporting situation, the sporting environment we have, but also just in general, it's, and, and people do try and you know, work together as much as they can and, and help each other out. Yeah, you know, it's 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 nice when you hear that that people realise it's it's made a difference to them. Yeah, so. How long? How how long were the sessions? How many sessions did you have then? The initial so they, travel. So they delivered four four um, four sessions of an hour each. So each, each group had a four one hour sessions, um, and each session had a slightly different focus. Um, just see if I can find the focus. So um, I've got the specific names of the focuses here, but just bear, bear with me a second. I'll see if yeah, I can sure. find the the program documentation that may make makes a little more sense then. So yeah, so the, the sessions that we did, there was one on about importance of effective communication. So that was the first, that was the first session, session looking at you know, how, how we communicate with each other. And it was really interesting that when they did some, some activities, they, they had one where they were given a scenario of being on a, on a, on a you know, a plane crash on a desert island you've got um you've got 40 you know four or five minutes to collect a certain number of items out of the plane this is the list of items you've got on there you've got to have a you know five minute discussion about what you what you take with you and why um and obviously that that created quite a lot of interesting discussion about what they felt was important some didn't think about the long term and, and grabbed something that would be you know used up within a matter of minutes and others thought a little bit long but it was interesting to hear that and the session then was built around you know, how we communicate verbal, non-verbal, how we use body language and, 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 and how we then deal with 
situations with the way we communicate, and that was great. Uh, second session was about managing stress, um, and, that, and that was the one I think where it really it really came out sort of those you know took you, your message took back a wow moment, and there was some wow moments in there about about the stresses that students said that they felt and, and what they then maybe did at times if they felt that way, and, and, and it was interesting to hear some of them would hide away and some of them would, would maybe you know waste waste a bit of time and, and procrastinate a little bit and whereas the, the strategies that they were given and talking about was sort of imagine imagine the best version of yourself and what that looks like and start to start to do the things that you know that you're able to do in that situation and then everything else sort of starts to fall into place and that was and that was good um, third session was about resilience uh, building sort of resilience um, and then the last session was about sort of transitions um, it was about moving on through the stages of, of life that they're at for them from exams coming up to form to future future pathways um, unfortunately I missed that I missed that session personally because I I was interviewing some, some staff here and for, for, for positions here but um, but yeah the, the, all, this, all of the sessions were great and I know a couple of the staff sat in with the group on that were, were again more than complimentary about the way that the students responded that's excellent. And so, how long do they normally leave, um, or time scales between uh, the so first and coming back in? So the the first two sessions were back to back, so one week after the other, and then we had a couple of weeks gap, just purely because I think it sort of overlapped between half term, um, a couple of weeks gap, and then they did the, the third, the fourth session. So the whole, the whole, I guess all of the four sessions were completed within sort of six or seven weeks overall. And when they come back in will it be sort of mental health training for the staff that's that's the aim so i'm, I'm actually i'm hoping to take it to slt this afternoon and, and discuss it but my my vision if, if it's if it can if it can work out is, is exactly that so simon and i have discussed about having a select number of our staff to be trained in mental health first aid um, and, and as a result of that start to, to then push that out to to the wider staff um and, and yeah, effectively creates delivery on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Um, as, as I say, whether that be through we have tutor time in the morning, or whether it would be through PSHCE lessons, um, it, my aim is to try and have have every student across the school to have have an access to it and a regular access to it, um, so that they keep revisiting those those key messages and and, um, and yeah, have an opportunity to reflect on it and think about how they how they've done in those areas and, and build that resilience and. Yeah, that's that's the overall aim. Um, obviously, it's quite it's quite ambitious, um, but I think it's, it's certainly possible. And, and with you know, Simon's help and Mike, who came in, was was fantastic and really really understood because I mean, he works at London Irish. Really understood how to get the best out of out of the young people. And, um, it was it was really it was quite eye opening for me in terms of some of the way that he delivered sessions um, to to build that trust and, and to build the, the trust of students to be able to share. You know, and that idea of sort of you know, no, no judgment and no um, sort of no putting no pressure on to, to feel as though there's not a right answer. And if someone was to say something and you know didn't quite understand something, making them feel to totally at ease, totally comfortable with, with being okay with that, and, and, you know, feeling okay with not make, not getting everything perfectly right. Um, yeah, that's that's the overall aim. That's fantastic. That's fantastic, David. Okay, um, what's one takeaway that what's well, not maybe not a takeaway, but one recommendation for, because there'll be people listening uh, from a school background, uh, what would you recommend going forward uh, if they got the opportunity? Um, 
I think it's about. I think as I mentioned in my in the in the as Brave Mind tweeted the sort of the, the, the quote that we put was about giving giving people a safe space to sort of to to, to share and to um and, and having the opportunity to to talk to each other and, and, and stopping and pausing for a moment. And I know life in general is is tends to be you know done 100 miles an hour and we're always rushing from one place to the next but, but in order to take the opportunity just to stop and pause and think and, and particularly for boys but for young people in general and everyone giving them an opportunity to have they and that safe space to to share with no judgment and and, and that's probably the, the key thing for us and to, to make them understand that it's okay to it's okay to feel it's okay to worry it's okay to you know, not not get things right and even as a as a parent myself sort of, of, of three young boys sort of learning every day even even at that age you know the things that they think about and the things that they worry about even at the age of five my eldest is it's it's, it's amazing and actually making sure that we that we give them the, the outlet to to say you know what I'm, I'm a bit worried about that I'm a bit scared of that but, but well, that's okay um and at the other end of it, you will be a better person if, you, if you're able to share it and, and talk about it and not bottle those, bottle those feelings up. And I know from personal experience, and that's, that's something that, that I've been through in, in my own life and, and through some difficult times. And, and I know in myself, talking is the best way of, of helping. And I know when I'm, I'm not my best version of myself, I tend, to, I tend to shut down a little bit and I tend to hide a little bit. And it's, it's making sure that you're seeking out those opportunities to talk and not and not hiding which, which sometimes is the easiest option but not but not the most uh, enjoyable exactly well um i think we can wrap it up there look guys that's been really really insightful um if you're listening in today the conversation that i'm having with david now only generated a couple of hours ago um so i saw a post on instagram um sent simon from brave mind message got david's number here we are having a chat now so david um on behalf of the 2022 and 2022 challenge i'd like to thank you for taking time out of your day to talk to me around you know the great work that brave mind are doing no problem it's been a pleasure Hey guys, thanks for listening in. Look, the key takeaway for me from the conversation that I had with David is that when you've got somebody with a clear vision, with passion and purpose, then you can have massive positive impact with those around you. I think getting in contact with Brave Mind to facilitate the work in the schools has been gold for those children the teenagers if that can be embedded as part of their daily routine being vulnerable being okay about that and helping other people to feel okay about it then that is massive not only for them their families but also for the community so to that end if you work in the educational arena and you believe that Brave Mind can make a positive impact within your school, um, I suggest you reach out either to me or to Simon. I'll add all the contact details um, on Spotify 
and also on social media have a chat to them see what they can do I think it will be an investment not only to the students but also to the staff and the community for the future um, as I finish off this episode I'm out walking Spoon Valley Greenway it's a bit overcast today but it's nice and cool just getting the miles in getting the k's in on the challenge um, I'd really appreciate if you could uh, give a little um, to the 2022 and 2022 challenge uh, I had a bit of a break week before last because of COVID both me and my wife Rose got the dreaded virus and had to take a bit of time off I thought I'd be fine but I was pretty sick um, so it's nice to be back out I got sick of looking at TV and sort of wanting to sleep all the time so fresh air in the lungs counting down those kilometres making a positive influence and impact in people's lives that's what we're about people that is exactly what we're about um, anyway please donate I'll ask again um, I'm loving what I'm doing but I'd love you even more if you supported me and uh, so we'll leave it at that episode 7 is done uh, much love to you and your families have great weeks and uh, episode 8 will be coming along very soon take care